Hello, nerds! Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show based on a comic book or comic book property. I'm coming hot out of the gate. I'm your host, Taylor. With me, as always, is Ryan. I think that you should wait for us to tell you that you're coming hot out of the gate. Oh, no, I am. That's something hot. for you to declare? Oh, I am having Is that hot how hot flashes. you are? I'm having hot flashes like Missy Elliott. Also with me is Greg. You are legit lathered up. Oh, you got boy. a sheen. Oh, yeah. I'm, ooh, I'm ready. To, I'm rearing to go. They've been whipping me and not feeding me for like three days. Also with me is Mike. Was that a Missy Elliott menopause joke? I don't, Are you roasting Missy Elliott for listen, being an age of a certain woman? I'm, 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 listen, I'm roasting everyone. There's no holds barred tonight. You're not roasting everyone because Mike just said that somebody? stupid thing and you didn't I, say anything to him. I, uh, I, for the first time, I rewatched an episode of Community over... Uh, this Thanksgiving break, and uh-huh. by Thanksgiving break, I mean half the day of Thanksgiving that I had <laughs> off. Uh, and I, the dean said, "We're all Ted dancing at Whoopi Goldberg's roast," and that was a thing I had never caught before. And I was like, "I don't know what that means." So I looked it up and found out that in 1993, it's oh, a very yeah. interesting story. Ted yeah, Ted Danson did blackface, straight up blackface yeah. to publicize a movie they were both in. That's crazy. I didn't wait. Know was that he about- blackface in that movie? Nope. It's it's just great. But and now people are talking. But now people are talking. So that just made me think of roasts. And I also made a nice little like vegetarian roast for Thanksgiving. And it was delicious. Go around what the horn, roast a salt leech. Well, okay. Uh, what, roast a salt leech? What the fuck are you talking roast about? Roast a salt oh, leech. That's yours, idiot. Okay. I like to call our you friend Ryan a goddamn salt leech. So roast this salt leech. Oh, well, first of all, you're too salty. And you keep sucking my blood. <laughs> that's that's all I got for you. You're it's a salt Webster's leech. Dictionary roasted somebody. Yeah, I'm a salt leech. What would what else would I do? I don't know. Like maybe assault leeches. That would be more helpful to me <laughs> in my life. Hey, leech, watch out! Oh, I'm coming like, at you with an elbow. I like Taylor's style of roasting, which is it's all back on him. No matter what he's saying, he's the one being roasted. Mike's here. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I we have to like recognize that nobody before Ryan said that somebody is here. Uh-huh. That's proper roast style. Yeah. So you have to say Taylor's here. And then say Taylor looks That's like a fucking big fat fuck. Yeah, <laughs> fuck this guy. Fuck him. I, you know what? We don't know how to roast. I agree. <laughs> Is this it? Are we doing? Listen, it? no one hates me more than me. All right, pal. So if you think you're gonna come into this arena and you're gonna hate me more than me, I feel like your mom has off. some stuff to say about that. No, yeah. my mother loves me very much. I don't think that's based true. on the yeah, letters she she's been writing. Much. Yeah, no, my mother. Uh, she sent me. She asked me to send her a selfie of myself to send to like a friend that I haven't seen in twelve years. I don't uh-huh. know why I needed the middleman, but I sent her a selfie of myself, and she said, "Wow, you look old." <laughs> <laughs> Had you whipped off your shirt before you took a pic? Nope, nope. I put a shirt on in order to take that pic. She's like, you look old. And I was like, thanks, Mom. I've been trying to age every day. Were you wearing the <laughs> shirt that has off. the nipples cut out, or were you wearing the shirt that is just covering the oh, nipples? Yeah, no, I'm, I've am i got my nipple cut out shirt. My, my, my nip shirt? He's a goddamn formal gentleman. Yeah. What? It's, it's 5 p.m. I'm going to put on my nipple cut out shirt. Before 5 p.m., my only nipple shirt. <laughs> Those are just called pasties. That's not a shirt. Well, it's a shirt to me. <laughs> You don't get to tell me how to live my wardrobe. Is that, is that the shirt that you put on before you <laughs> sent the pic to your mom? Well, All right, mom, let me just put on the shirt real quick. <laughs> yeah, I need to throw on my, need to throw okay. on my nip shirt. That's a good way to make a- any mom have to wait another beat. Before, when she asks you to do something, say, I just need to put on a shirt real is quick. Is that what the show she's Nip Tuck gonna is about? She's going to be confused, yes. It's, he's got a nip shirt that he's tucking in. And he in. tucks it in. Yeah, th- I, I could see that going for five seasons. Or we've talked about how long your nipples are, right? 
like three feet, four feet. Yeah. Okay. So if you tuck you know them exactly. in your pants, that's we a nip like to tuck. call them droopy dog. Yeah, you got them droops, man. For well, sure. I think droopy dog is already a character, so I don't think you can. <laughs> I don't think you just give me. I that. bought the trademark from Hanna Barbera. <laughs> oh, did you? Just to so we could call it to you. And do I get to turn into a superhero when I put myself in a filing cabinet? He's not that cool, was he? That's not what that. No, you're thinking of. I think you just. Who am I thinking of? You just put your nipples in the. What character? Hong Kong Fooey. Oh yeah, Hong Kong Fooey. Listen, number one fighter guy. Number one fighter guy. They're all dogs. So like, who gives a shit? Oh yeah, No, they all go to hell. Dogs don't have souls, so they go and burn forever. Yeah, that's a that's a fact. Technically, that is true. Yeah. Dogs don't have souls, so I you can Christians. do whatever you want to them, just like a horse. And that's me in this week's episode of the Superhero Hour Hour. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Daredevil, who is also sort of like a whipping horse for the Netflix Marvel series. But before we get to that, <laughs> I've got some interesting stuff to talk about. I'm super serious. Shushy Bullpen! <laughs> Now we're here in the Super Series Shushy Bullpen. This is the part of the show where we kick back and we have a little bit of fun. But before we do the thing that I'm going to talk about, Mike, I, 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 I heard a little ring-a-ding-ding of our uh, our notification. We have a, uh, a message, a page has brought in, yeah. a little uh, a message for us, a telegram. Yeah, intern Steve dropped off some, some telegrams. We have a couple of uh, points of order. Uh, points of order. We want to thank our newest Patreon supporters. Uh, we have, and this is, one of these is from like six months ago, so Caitlin... Thank you so much for being part of the Filterino Army. All you uh, have to do wait six months. The five, and then we'll be like, thank you. The five dollar tier. Well, she uh, emailed us and said, please wait six months. Yeah, just yeah. build the suspense. I think today is something important to her. She's getting proposed to or proposing at somebody. It's important. She yeah. needed to be part of the Filterino Army on that same day. Also, if she's not getting proposed to, douchebag boyfriend. Yeah, what are you doing? Come on, D bag. Lock that shit down. Uh, and then lock her down. Lock, <laughs> lock her down. down. And she, oh, of man. course, I love that. Uh, and then thank you to Cassie, who only had to wait like three months for her. Also part of the Filterino. Actually, you know Army. what? Let's not. Let's wait three months on that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll, so talk, we'll about, talk about Cassie. Yeah. No Cassie now. But what? what but what a couple of polite strangers. I appreciate yeah. those two strangers <laughs> out there. Whoever you are out there. What being uh, part of the Filterino, Filterino Army means is months from after you start giving us money, we'll sort of remember, and uh, you get bonus content every time there's a new movie of the year, which is a different show we do, and you get little fun, just us being us, tidbits. Sometimes you get no. Articles. It's good. It's a good thing. <laughs> oh, did my toe not say it was good? You want it. <laughs> you do want it. It's great. There's a lot it's of nice. good things. And because the holidays are coming up, I do think this is a tier you get. There's a, uh, you're put in the lottery for a grab bag of dumb, no, I mean, great things <laughs> that we'll send you. And this is patreon.com slash your pop filter. Yes, patreon.com slash your pop filter. So that is those points of order. And then additionally, we do have, uh, from not months ago, but I think from a couple weeks ago, don't uh, wink. You just winked. Stop <laughs> winking. Uh, some, some, uh, Brian Tall uh-huh. uh, sent us Tall an email. Brian. Brian Tall and Plain. He sent us this email. Of course, they had to, like, for the movie version, they had to make it a dude. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he kicks ass. <laughs> this is I'm in here reference to Tall and Plain. And I'm all out of plane. Teenage villains. I think he meant teenage monsters, but that's the RE teenage villains, is what he says. I'm going to try to do his voice. Hello, friends. Let me first say, all of you are awesome, even Taylor. Oh, what the fuck does that mean? Wow. Wow. Unfortunately, I fear you made a misstep when you chiseled your teenage villain's congressional vault, so he doesn't listen. One of the most notorious monsters of the last three decades has undoubtedly been he who must not be named Voldemort himself. Oh, fuck off. You may be thinking, this old fart is not a teenager, and you'd be right. However, in the novel and film Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, our hero is constantly manipulated by something called a horcrux, which is a fractured piece of the villain's soul in a living journal that identifies itself as a Tom Riddle. 
Near the end of the story, the hor- man, he's fucking book report. Near the end of the story, the Horcrux takes physical form as a teenage boy. If he were to fully manifest, then he would be the teenage reincarnation, the most villainous villain the wizarding world has ever known. Therefore, I put it to you that despite the fact that you're all awesome, even Taylor, that you need to recarve okay. your mountain, BT. I'm sorry, his name is Brian Tall? Uh-huh. Brian, Brian Tall, Tall go fucking eat shit and die. No, 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 P.S. Here's, here's, oh, continue the P.S. Also, you didn't mention Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader or Kylo Ren, who should have been at least maybes. No, with good mention. Not monsters. With, with good reason yeah. we didn't mention them. Uh, I, I want to say that I appreciate uh, uh, Brian Tall writing into us. That is uh, wonderful. With that said, <laughs> uh, hey. Cover the bases. Hey, Brian. Go fuck yourself. If you want to talk about some fucking Tom Riddle, like w- with his middle name's Marvelo or whatever Marvel. the fuck, why did nobody no fucking roast him when they're like, wait, the, the biggest baddie in our world named himself because it's an anagram for Tom Marvelo Riddle as I am Lord Voldemort? And that's something you think of when you're a 17 year old bad guy. This is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm know, the best. Uh, fuck that guy. Fuck you, Brian. And also, uh, if you want to talk about uh, Harry Potter so much, why don't you go to Hot Topic? Because that's the thing that they're talking about all over the place there. It's now your number one place for Crimes of Grindelwald merchandise. Is this a Hot Topic and, ad? Yeah. I didn't know this was coming. This and show is sponsored by Hot Topic. Yourpopfilter.com slash Hot Topic. And if you want to get screamed at, email us at contact at yourpopfilter.com. I'm sorry. Hold on. They are only talking about this at that store? Well, I mean, it's the hot topic of hot topic. It's, Is that yes. what you're saying, Taylor? It's, it's the hot topic squared. It's the hot squared tick. That, that didn't work. Cra- yeah, it was better the first time. It's crazy that they don't have their own podcast called Hot Topics, Hot Topics. Yes. Yeah, Tra- it is crazy. That Trader that Joe's. Happened. Trader Joe's has its own podcast. That's not they true. They talk about. Do me a favor. If you know someone who listens to the Trader Joe's Hold podcast, on. find some other podcast and tell them about it. <laughs> because it- clearly they think there's one. Is it? Is it called the Joe's cast? I'm not sure what it's called. I, it, yeah, I would love to see uh, what is the podcast of the people who only listen to one podcast. <laughs> like, what is the most famous if you only do one? And I bet Trader Joe's is up Trader's there. Joe? Trader's Joe. Trader's <laughs> Joe. Is it a serial type podcast and it's all a mystery of them trying to find out where the fuck the chive and yogurt <laughs> chip dip went? Because I want it back. <laughs> ask for help. Ask, they don't ask have some, it anymore. Ask, ask a clerk to the get it back. The way they make deals. Ask one of the Joes. Or, ask one of like the, when you call them all Joe? Ask one of the when you asked Joe. for it and it wasn't there, were you like Trader Joe? And we're like, Traitor Joe. Mm-hmm. Did you hit that T very hard? And then we both yelled, what? At each other for a while. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> all right, so now we're here in the bullpen. This is the part of the show where I already explained it. Uh, now, some of you may have noticed, if you listened to last week's show, that I died and went to heaven. <laughs> and that heaven was I got to uh, hang out with uh, one of the writers of Riverdale, my favorite show. And uh, we watched the episode that he wrote because he wrote last week's episode. Wait, no way, really? Yeah, that guy. One? Yeah, said, "Hey, come watch the thing I wrote, and I'm gonna stare at your face the whole time." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you like that? Did you like that? Did yeah. you like that? I okay. ad libbed that. Didn't you write this? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so he wrote like all that Jughead dialogue. Um, yeah, he wrote a portion of it. So that is the one thing that I did find out about the process of the Riverdale writers' room is that they do have like they just break it up into scenes and like different people write scenes and like the head writer like organizes all the scenes okay, and like good. has input and on every scene but mm. and like co- collates it and has their own scenes but there are people like I found out that there is people who sort of get the hey we need a Cheryl scene you're gonna write Cheryl scenes this week which makes so much sense we need a scene where they're all in their bras and panties <laughs> oh I got this scene. So he put did, that in he did tell me that he specifically wrote the uh, the prison sex scene nice <laughs> where, where they had a conjugal visit for nice. no reason which I was like That's did you give him a note of she should have kept the wig on I I actually did give there him that there is no note. way she's gonna keep that wig on <laughs> a um, blonde wig uh, I also, like the I mean 
that hair color is Betty Cooper's hair color. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way that's going to happen. Hey, uh, fool around. Make him wear that fucking beanie. Did Ro- he get a note? Uh, Every role play should be as your friends. <laughs> <laughs> did he get a note of, like, maybe one Veronica Broad Shoulders comment was not enough? Like, two or three would have been better? I, I did. I thought about bringing that up, but I already brought up uh, just how much I loved the she, I would recognize the, those abs anywhere comment. Yeah, that was a good Which one. I found out was uh, originally just direction, and then someone in the room was like, hey, she should just say that because <laughs> it's really good. Okay, Wait, that get, was in, like, the, the script, like, the non-dialogue part of the script? It, it, it just said, Veronica sees a body. She would recognize those abs <laughs> anywhere. And someone in the room was like, no, that should just be in the show. All right, they get their show. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Uh, th- I also found out that all of the uh, like puns on real-life things, like uh, share B&B and Fives. They Five just, seasons? They, they do just have like a session where they're like, all right, we need like fake names for stuff. They and spend a lot of time coming up with... Five seasons. But come on. That was a weekend. They went away. That gets funnier the more you think about it. it. I'm still tripping off that. I did find out that this guy was the one who came up with fives instead of Forbes. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, that's fucking funny. Fives. (laughs) I never caught that they had Fives magazine. Yeah, she's the Fives magazine 20 under 20. Oh, yeah, because it has to be stupid enough. It can't be totally clever. Otherwise, it won't work. So it has to be kind of dumb, but not too fully dumb. I had always incorrectly assumed that a lot of that obviously share being not but was lifted from the comic book no i found out like uh, every now and then some of that is comic book but most of that is just the writers come up with it you think in the 1960s the comic book had share being i said obviously not share being <laughs> i said that you heard me say that yeah like i found <laughs> i didn't hear shit. but also the comic is like an ongoing thing so yeah. they have their name for airbnb and it might be share B&B. <laughs> it's the share B&B. i want it i want it to be the case that like they come up with it on the show and then the comic steals things from the show I'm sure it has. Uh, because Well, there, I mean, there's the ongoing Archie, and then there's also the Riverdale comic. And the <laughs> yeah. ongoing Archie's pretty good. And Taylor, you've said that the Riverdale comic is the worst shit you've ever read. Uh, I, I've never said that. Listen, oh, no? No, I've never said that. Don't don't put words in my mouth. Now he's met them, Ryan. He has to have a whole oh, new thing. Oh, I see. But Politics. you didn't meet the people who wrote this comic. That's true. Well, I don't know for a fact, because <laughs> I don't know who wrote the comic, so I'm not going to say anything. Uh I did. Uh, I asked specifically. I was like, "Are there rules to Griffins and Gargoyles? And is that book a real thing?" And they were like, "Oh yeah." And he's like, "We're gonna have copies. Like there, there are copies floating around." So that's yes. rad. I want that so bad. Um, I got to look at the uh, script for the episode with all the deleted scenes that didn't make it. Eh, How many were there? there? There was only a couple. Uh, the scenes weren't missing a whole lot. It was mostly just more Veronica like being sassy to her mom. <laughs> I could use more of that. I could I could have too, but I was like, yeah, it's fine. I'm good with the like 30-minute heist sequence that we got. <laughs> the uh, the person who's good with words and the person who's good with a, like a camera and how they battle back and forth is always interesting to me, but the deleted scene part of it, like I understand that screenwriters have a lot of problems with the final product and like how like oh my my more of my shit should have been in there. Yeah. But I've never really seen a deleted scene where like the screenwriter was on the right page. <laughs> uh, <laughs> usually that shit needs to get cut. Yeah. I it, the scenes that were cut I was like, yeah, this makes sense. It's just all filler no killer. Yeah. It it was like it <laughs> Oh, was that's like, the exact opposite of what you want. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> did did uh was he bummed at all? With the final product, was he like, "Oh, they cut that line. Fuck, that was the best line." No, I think he was. He was absolutely fine with 
how it turned out. It, like it was very, uh, it was really cool. Like being there because uh, it was a, a lot of his friends. This was the first. It, it wasn't just you and him. Okay. No, 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 no. It was. It was a couple I in was the back of a white van. Yeah, I was no. just picturing the two of them sitting on a couch. No, it was a couple of his friends and uh, like people he knew. Yeah, I went because I like he was like a friend of a friend and mm-hmm. like someone mentioned that I was a big fan and he wanted people who were fans of the show to give their impressions of yeah. this episode he wrote. So and this, I was like, it was great. This episode came out last week. Yeah. Do you know how long ago his script was due? Like, how um, much lead time is five that? years? <sighs> I know he said that they are through writing fourteen episodes right now, and that was episode five. So I think, yeah, it's. I think they're like ahead. Like, I think they're roughly ahead nine weeks. See, like yeah. South Park is the only show that does it in the stupid way. Like right. how I love Lucy used to do it, but all shows, unless you're like on elite cable. They're all up against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? they're, like, they're all working like crazy. Nine weeks sounds like a lot until it's you're the you're know, right. coming up with the scripts. Yeah, so <laughs> I I think they're a little bit ahead, and but yeah, they're churning through it. It's so weird because when people start writing, they're like, "I took four years to write this," and it's like, "Well, you better get a lot faster." <laughs> yeah. Oh man, stop I, being precious with those fucking words. It's way too fast. So yeah, that was a, a good time. I'm trying to think if there's any other uh, major things. I did uh, provide him with a fan theory of mine that uh-huh. since um, Archie comedy and um, the Sonic comic books were in the same franchise uh, that the blue lips from the season was because Sonic the Hedgehog is actually the Demon King. Uh-huh. And he did not say that no. that's wrong. <laughs> he didn't say, he didn't tell me that it's wrong. Yeah, so. did, did you get any exclusives that you can lord over us because you can't say it on air? Uh, I got a couple that I can't say on air. But you can I'll, say on air. That I can't say on that air. That you should say on air. Let's uh, try no. to get it out it, of them. Is there anything you can say? Because that might be more interesting. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Podcast king over here. Wow, all right. Just yeah, knows right. how to do it. Um, I I did find out that uh, apparently, I think he said episode nine of this season, he said is the darkest episode they've ever made. Wow. Yeah. Like every Harry Potter book. Yeah. Yeah, but he was like, it gets like... They it, forgot to light it. Yeah, yeah. they just, no lights. It's a Daredevil episode. <laughs> it's all darkness. Well, that if was... The, a, wait, hold on. Let, uh, one last question. Oh, what? What? If this, because everybody knows, like you're a world-renowned Riverdale fan. Oh yeah, no, it was uh, intimidating to everyone else that I was so well versed. And then you also had to do your job as a superhero hour-hour panelist. Correspondent. Yeah. Yeah. If this was a Supergirl writer, would you have gone, or would you have just been like, eh, I don't give a shit? I probably would have gone. Look, Rick Jones <laughs> hangs out with every superhero, even if he doesn't care about the, all super the superheroes. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah, I might, I probably would have gone to support people who are, you know, making it and stuff, and they're making good things. I definitely was way more psyched about this Riverdale thing because <laughs> weird. Yeah, because I wanted to be there, uh, and the people in the room, I felt like some of them didn't quite get it. Yeah, uh, and that was upsetting to me. And I was like, "Hey, hey, you need to calm down. You, you, you need to appreciate this." Do you think it was more upsetting to you than the dude who wrote that episode? Yeah, maybe. Do you think it was fir- the first time they had seen there the was, show? Uh, I think it was uh, for like sixty percent of the people there. It was their first episode. Because that's seen. really hard. Yeah, because when you realize it's doing that on purpose, when it's very self-aware mm-hmm. and it's being exactly what it intends to be, and it like has its space that it occupies very well. Yeah. It, before you know that, that could be that could be a little bit of a rough. The, the first fifteen minutes, there was a fair fair number of what, <laughs> <laughs> and then I think people started to. Did get anyone bored. go like, you don't see that on the Big Bang Theory? <laughs> you know uh, that didn't happen. There was two guys immediately. There was before we started the episode. Someone was like, "Can you give us like a quick breakdown?" And, so, <laughs> and, and someone was like, "I couldn't even tell you what happened last week in the I, time we had." And someone was like, "All right, so there, there's a Dungeons and Dragons game, and a bunch of kids are committing." Suicide and also Archie's in a teen jail. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> okay, uh, is, that's a 
That's pretty Slim good. Is yeah. this the best excuse to miss an episode of Superhero Hour Hour that we've ever run into? Yes. Like, a couple oh weeks God. ago, Greg, his nephew's birthday. Uh, last week, Mike, your uh, your mom died. But this is the best yeah. reason it's ever. It's in right? our universe. Yeah, Everything exactly. else is bullshit. Yeah. One time I was driving the studio and I just saw a dog. <laughs> just got out of my car and looked at it. That's a pretty fucking cute dog, though. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that was a great time. Uh, thank you to Ace Hassan, who invited me to do that. Uh, it was a great episode. One of my favorites of the season. And I'm not just saying that because I got to meet the guy. No, it was a fucking awesome yeah, it, it, was, was, it was a great episode. I'm glad for you that it was such a good episode that you got to, yeah. to oh, be It was there. one of the mob episodes. You'd be like, I normally like this show. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, man. No, but that was a great episode. So uh, congratulations to him, and thank you for letting me do that. That is it. All the time we have for the bullpen. Now we're going to move on to another show that I watched this this week and not last week. It's Daredevil. I guess I just must be a daredevil. I don't feel anything until I smash it up. I'm caught on the cold, caught on the hot. Not so on the fifth episode of the third season of Daredevil. We give Matt a break after all of his hallway work and focus on our bad guys as our veteran villain, Wilson Fisk, tries to create a new one, Dex which is short for Poindexter, which is short for Bullseye. (laughs) As Fisk reads through Dex's files and strolls down Dex's memory lane, the show switches its format to an artsy-fartsy black-and-white movie. In the end, Fisk decides the best way to get the heat off of him is to put it on to a new villain. Tazebuds, I ask you this. Did the style of this episode work for you at all? And can you think of a reason to do it this way? (laughs) Look, we have problems as a society and here on Superhero Hour Hour with flashbacks. Flashbacks are bullshit. But watching somebody listen to tapes and read files is boring. Right. This is a choice that was made. They visualized it. You know what? I cannot deny that statement. And is that how, like, desperate we are with Marvel Netflix? Just make a choice and we'll we'll be into it? And parts of it, because there were times where it went on long enough that I forgot what was going on, but, like, the three-person play of Dex in therapy, the therapist and Wilson Fisk and just like everything's black, but the spotlight's on them. Uh-huh. I was super into Sam Shepard presents Daredevil, <laughs> but like the, the baseball coach, it went on so long. It was half the episode. It's, here's what I will say about this sequence is you can just say it, Perd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm I have going to say, to say what now I will say is, is what follows. Uh, it, we were going to get a background on bullseye anyway, if they're going to at least make it stylistic and somewhat interesting, fine. You know what? This was a thing that they did. It's not. It's it's better than I think the alternatives would have been if mm-hmm. they just did nothing with it. So I am fine with what they did. It doesn't necessarily make this my favorite episode of Daredevil, but I didn't hate it. One better way to do it was like to just put 1988 on the screen or whenever this took place. But have it be like 1912 Brooklyn. Like have stick ball going on <laughs> and just never explain here. it. Hoop and stick, hoop and stick. I did, I did. We're all sold out of hoop and stick, all right? <laughs> we don't have any more. You give me that hoop and stick. How did you guys feel about when uh, he was playing Little League Baseball and he put on that baseball hat? That I had... want to buy that hat. It's so a, we're talking oh, about extreme, extreme winky here. Yeah. Extreme yeah. Winky. But it totally worked. It's the bullseye it? logo on this little boy's hat. Right. It's so are I, they the Brooklyn Bullseyes? Is that where he gets his I name? I want to know what the fuck that <laughs> team was. Because usually you just put like a letter to indicate your team. For Little League, you don't have an iconographer show up only and the make most, you a logo. Yeah, only the most racist baseball teams like Cleveland have an actual picture on uh-huh. there. Usually it's just letters. But yeah. And also it is Fisk's like imagination. That's true. And the, the whole Good thing point. of this is he's trying to put the bullseye on somebody else. I don't get it. 
the bullseye, Ryan, because he wants that person to be the villain. Because the eye of a bull is very angry. And so we could see so. Fisk like going so far in building this villain as to say, like, I got your logo for you, Yeah, actually. I made your well, logo. Because he's never going to have that logo in the universe of the show. Probably not. Yeah. That, yeah, and it, it probably not. also won't be a tattoo or brand on Colin Farrell's And he won't have, like, a snakeskin jacket that hisses at you when he moves. Oh, man. Uh, I wish he would. I that wish he you would. You should watch Ben Affleck's Daredevil. I have every night. Is that what you call it? <laughs> Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Did no Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Did Daredevil. anybody else start this viewing of this episode with just one quick peek back at that real long fight scene from last episode? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. I was like, "There's no way I'm going to watch this episode without watching that thing first. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I do like that this is because I was like, "Wow, there's no Matt in this," and it makes sense. You're like, "Oh, what that actor had to do last episode? Give him a week off." It's yeah. so weird when you're not on these normal beats, and for the show, you end up watching like one episode, and then the guy's not in that yeah. episode. Oh yeah, I've seen one episode of Daredevil. It had no Daredevil <laughs> at all. The Daredevil showed up for about 45 seconds this at is the end of the episode. The Wilson Fisk show, right? And yeah. the only time he showed up was in the bottom corner. To every time Wilson or uh, Dex killed someone. Matt would show up and go, whoopsie. And that was all we saw of him. <laughs> I'm a filthy casual when it comes to this show, but are, do people like this Fisk? This version of this, like... Like the performance? It's torn. I absolutely do. Yeah, there's... The, 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 You're going in Bruglia? It's, it's, oh God. It, yeah, Natalie and Bruglia hates it. I know I'm like the the last person to weigh in, but I think it's cool. Yeah, it's oh, what? so thought, good. Really? Yeah, I think you, he's a you cool You don't like character. him. I, I thought he was okay in season one. Uh-huh. Watching this episode, I was like, what the fuck is happening? But who's Vanessa? <laughs> he keeps- Vanessa's his, his wife yeah. from okay. the first season. She was the first person he actually connected to. Okay. Um, she's an art dealer, I think, who... He she, it's we- his wife. I just didn't know if it was... Because in the episodes, it, it, it reads as it could be his wife or like his daughter. But right. what, we, what we're not shown explicitly, but it is implied, is that Wilson got his Vanessa. He, he got his Julie. Uh-huh. And now Dex can't. Je- so yeah. Dex is going for his Vanessa. And this, like, this made Wilson a more nuanced character. Mm-hmm. Less black and white. Uh, Whereas Dex couldn't couldn't lock down that Vanessa, well, blew it in every situation, and now he's just gonna be a psychopath. Yeah, and and Fisk is is, is humanity has goals, and Dex's goals is to be Matthew Lillard from Scream is fuck shit up for fuck shit up sake, and always be saying, but wait, there's more. So I. <laughs> I just real quick want to say I think that Wilson Fisk's portrayal is like his, his acting seems like he heard the praise for first season and took it like three steps too far. So what? you were this fine, so you were lukewarm on first season and then do not like third season. No, I I think I liked first season enough, but I feel like he jumped the shark in his like the, it's, because it's, he's calm now. He he was so big and John Lithgowian in the first I, season. I think, and it's, this, I think just, it's a pretty big character. It is. <laughs> It's his right, tone of guys. voice. It's his tone of voice that he's using. It's just so it, I I can't stand it. It grates on me. Do you it's think it's too a, FYC? Uh, yeah. I th- it it seems like he is trying. He's it's shooting a voice for ass voice mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Yeah. But I I like it. But I can see that it's very much like somebody like doing a I, horse. That voice ass voice lets him get away with lines of the city needs new villain or the city okay. needs sugar I water. Found him. Okay. <laughs> it really does water sugar water. Is he from Philly? <laughs> Yeah. Where's that sugar water, water rice? Water. Yeah, it's I, I I think I'm more upset that I heard all of you like unanimously go like, yeah, I think it's cool, I love it. Yeah, uh, it's you not. looked really betrayed when yeah. <laughs> we said that all at once. But that changes your opinion, then, right? Uh, now you love it. I love it now. I will say uh, I liked what you t- talked about with Dex versus Fisk, and my favorite part of the episode. We don't do moments of the week for main episodes, 
But we have started to just yeah. with the preamble that so, we don't do yeah, it. We don't <laughs> so do we it, do it more time. We do so it every I'm, week now, but yeah. first we say we don't do what we're doing right now. So my moment of the week for this week was the very end for Dex when he just like he punches that hole in the wall uh-huh. and seeing every bit of his entire life unravel just because he's like I made one thing. Now there's blood on me. I need to get this clean. Like all of his like carefully constructed uh-huh. structure was this slowly unraveling step by step. And you could like watch this character become a villain. Like, yeah. like he was already a bad guy. And like you saw him the moment like bit by bit in his head. And that was great. There's a, there's a cheat that te- I think it happens twice this week on other shows that we watched uh, reveal too much information. And then that shows that, like, if you say a thing that the other person hasn't told you yet, then, oh, I'm caught, I guess. That happens all of the time. But this one, although cheesy, did lead to that perfect unravel. So it didn't just end there when he said too much in front of Julie. We got to watch all of the aftermath of that. So we used the cheat to get there. And it, it, yeah, it was awesome. So he was doing so well up until that point. Yeah, he was doing a good job. Even at the turnaround. So, so Dex has been stalking this redhead who we found out to be Julie. Okay, so she had been in other episodes. Yeah, he's just like staring at her. And then we find out through the flashbacks they both worked at Suicide Hotline. It meant a lot more to him than it did to her. I don't relate to that at all. And <laughs> <laughs> but then he stalks her. He he runs uh, along the water with her right behind her. And then he finds out where she works now and ends up there to the point that she finds him and goes, do I know you? And he goes, are you stalking me? When they start and they're very flirty. It's that was super, all very romantic. Smooth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, that it was, was when Harry met Sally. That was very early 90s romance for sure. <laughs> and then... He shits the bed when they get on a date, which she asks him on. So he's doing great yeah. until he's just like, here are all the facts about you. There's no way I could know. <laughs> and, and it was very the, subtle. I will slip say up. his slip up is because he's like ballet. And she's like, I just said I was a dancer. Girl, the two kinds of da- dancers in New York are ballet or stripper. stripper. So good for him for assuming you're a ballet dancer. Right. That's I would have assumed like, she's a stripper. Yeah, she's got that red hair. <laughs> Listen, honey, you could strip. That's all I'm saying. It's a, it's compliment. a compliment. You could strip. Take the compliment. Uh, but yeah, that whole bit was uh, good. Let's talk about briefly the like Foggy and Karen and this FBI agent. Like, I we hate Foggy and Karen. That's, that's right. Team superhero hour stance. Uh, this I, I hate her from a different show that she's on. True Blood. No, The Punisher. Oh, oh, right. She's the same also, character, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think this is the best Karen we've gotten. I like the arc they're doing. And this episode, watching her go toe-to-toe and uh, like flex on an FBI agent and being right, her being like, I ask questions for a living. I just ask better ones than you. And him being like, oh, 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 oh. But then we also get that exact opposite of her flexing on a villain. Uh-huh. And him saying, like, oh, wow, that is pretty good. But here's all of this. And oh, then just dude. destroying Felix her. Felix Manning, who goes, I don't fix problems. I make them disappear. And her being like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> and yeah, you could see through her tears. Just, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, but she just, like, was getting shot at so much with the Punisher. She's tougher than that. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a little scary. But, like, she's been in gunfights. So I think that she could handle this. She has thrown lawyer. guns at many of her. <laughs> yeah, dude, if yeah. you try to track her down. Can I like give a shout out to a rad line? Uh, when Bullseye says to his therapist, I want to kill you for dying. Yeah. Oh, man. Man, I thought that was really good. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good line. These and shows very self-aware have... for uh, uh, a character in the situation. Yeah. Usually they're played as like idiots, basically. Like... Uh, very confused by what their issues are. And, and he just straight up said that. It's almost, yeah, it's almost nakedly this character's motivation, which is if you abandon me, I'll kill you. But 
it gets away with it because it's like it's such a dope line. There's this yeah. line. There's like the Joker line of no origin, right? Mm-hmm. Like we don't know why. And then there's the other side of make your villains three dimensional. Yeah. And this one walked back and forth. Like, is this too much Dex information? Is this just enough? But I, like, I am. I wish I had an index for all that information. Mm. I want, you would that would make you cancel the segment yeah, for anybody you else. You would have punched me Man, in the fucking you face. Listen, erupted. listen, listen I, I, I took a week off last week, <laughs> and now I'm back, and I'm here to play. You are tin roof rusty, <laughs> my friend. This is close to too much. This might be close, mm. but I am more compelled, even with the stylization of this episode, about Dex than I thought I ever would be in the beginning of the thing. And we're going to get this one episode and then Nair again. And we'll just move on from here and know that's why he does things and that this is yeah. why Fisk can play with him. And this episode had did have some cool bullseye stuff, like him chipping through the brick of that wall yeah. or him <laughs> killing his coach by... Has it, has it been explained why he's able to do the thing he no. does? And okay. also, he fuck is. that. I don't want to know that. There's I no did, good explanation. I didn't want there to be an explanation. It's unexplained in the exact same way that we never have Daredevil vision, right? Yeah. At, like, unlike yeah. Beneflex Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, we, just, we just trust the fact that he's got this thing. But he's this good. episode does do a good job also of showing it's not just he has really good aim. He does have that comic book bullseye can't uh-huh. miss. When aim. he kills his coach, he throws it against a chain yes. link fence pole and yeah. then it goes so, against the into the coach's head and the shrink says, "Did you do that on purpose?" and eventually he was like, "Yeah, yeah. I, I totally did." Uh Daredevil is on Netflix all the time. You should you probably watched it already, but we're watching it week by week. So tune in next week and we'll talk about episode 6 of that show. And it's a it's a all right show and I don't like Fisk, but other people do and it's a good show. So tune in for Daredevil on Netflix. Now we're moving on to the pull list. The part of the show where we're talking about every other show that we watched this week. Now we're here in the pool. It's part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Kicking off, it is DC Universe's Titans. This week on the Titans, two Robins get to hang out, and it has never felt more like Batman and Robin are a couple. Dick Grayson is obviously jelly of this newer, sexier, and arguably hotter Jason Todd kid. But Jason doesn't care because he is far too cool based on all his use of the words bro and fuck. He's also a sadist, and Dick is clearly thinking what we've all been thinking for years. Robin is just too hardcore a character, and he may need to find a new vigilante identity. So, gentlemen, I ask you this. This show is clearly in no hurry to make Grace a Nightwing, nor is it in a hurry to make the Titans a team. Is it going to have the time to do either of these before it goes the way of Iron Fist? Canceled? Oh, I hope not. But it gets a whole second okay, season. Okay, let me, let me explain. It? Yeah, it's already well, been picked up. Well, if it goes up. Iron Fist, yeah. Let me, and it has been picked up for a second season. Okay, but let me explain it. It feels like they are doing the Iron Fist pace where the very last shot of this show is going to be something that people are like, whoa, I would love to watch that show. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's taking its time with freaking everything. It's not as bad a show, I think, as it has the reputation on this show for being. And it's certainly better than like Justice League of America still. Mm. But uh, it does mostly suck and it tr- it sucks in the dc way which is like gonna be so grim and dark and hardcore and it's gross and there's a lot of violent fights in it but these shows will do all that stuff and there's never gonna be a boob on them 
We're going to have a boob inside. Have a boob. What about we're, a nut? We are never going to get a boob. We might get some butts. But that we're never be... going to get a boob. But I watched Robin basically do surgery on himself this week because that's acceptable. C-section? Uh. Yeah, he gave himself a C-section <laughs> to get out the Jason Todd Robin. Did is He's such a fuck bro because when he dies on the show, just like the comic books, everybody goes, thank God, Jason Todd deserved to die. They're doing a whole like... The reason Dick Grayson left is because he's like, man, Batman was getting in my head and I was starting to get really violent and crazy. And when he meets this J- Jason Todd kid, he's like a sadistic psychopath. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, I think Batman already got to you. And he's like, no way, bro. I got to Batman. I'm <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> Wait. And my moment of the week is he gets in a fight with cops, which he hates uh, for some reason, because he's like, they used to beat me up. And so now I hate them. And he it, does like a backbreaker on one of the cops. In a series where him? in a series where breaking of backs looms very large, he grabs a cop and then he like jumps back on his own back and knees the cop in the back and you hear like crunch oh. and then he gets up and he's like later bro fuck <laughs> you. See cops are there for like uh, that one chop that just knocks you out. Yeah, like you know peacefully. Yes, not for. Big finishing move. No, yeah. Don't do finishing moves he, on police first, officers. First, he breaks the guy's arm and then, like, kicks in his leg in such a way where it's broken and then spins oh. him around. And it's clearly supposed to be, like, he broke that. the cop's back. But then, the, at the same time, the show doesn't really want to, like, talk about that. So it's just, like, you hear the guy's back break and he's like, all right, see you later. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> Titans is on DC Universe. on comes out on Fridays. Uh, so subscribe to that if you want. Your next show this week is Supergirl. This week on Supergirl, the Children of Liberty embark on a thinly veiled crystal knocked for aliens. While the Supergirl universe is all right, continues to gain power, the alien ICE is having a crisis of leadership, and Lena continues to be an out of touch Silicon Valley tech exec, providing solutions nobody needs to problems she does not fully understand. Before next episode, when she presumably calls Supergirl a pedophile. My moment of the week was the part of the show where uh, Supergirl was like, oh no, the Children of Liberty are like really being racist against all these aliens. And she He's like, I wish there was a nice place where they didn't talk about <laughs> any politics and I could just look at pop culture. And they went to yourbrofilter.com and looked at all of the, their various interesting pop culture news and podcasts. That's a stinging indictment of our podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, there's no, there's not. Hey, no, maybe, maybe the world is burning, but why not talk about comic book shows? <laughs> I'm just trying to provide people, if, if everyone else is feeling like the world is bearing down on them, I maybe there's a place where they can have a little bit of a respite. Okay. To tune out every once in a while, yeah. There's we're not the only ones tuning out. How about this? Yeah. When the world gets crazy, don't go to yourpopfilter.com <laughs> where all these articles are. Read some news, figure out what's going on, yeah. Be a and, part of history, and Boom. then go to yourpopfilter.com. <laughs> but yeah, also go there when you're tired from that. Yeah, your next show this week is The Walking Dead. This week on The Walking Dead, the new folks find that all of their stuff has been ransacked by zombies, and they still dis- distrust Michonne, but they're willing to head to the hilltop, minus one Stradivarius, after Michonne chops it with a sword, which is pretty kick-ass. <laughs> Rockstar. Meanwhile, Carol and her son hang with Daryl and his new dog in the woods, and Jesus and Aaron stumble on Rosita in the woods and decide to go rescue Eugene. Gentle taste buds, I ask you this. Considering the fact that I couldn't find any like interesting character moments that happened in this episode, <laughs> am I a big dum dum for saying that the show is back? And, and you watched it yeah. and I could did. not find one. I yeah, it's. I want to say it's still not as bad yeah. as old, but I see. I, you would. I see it going the direction that I'm not going to I like. would read a children's book called Carol and Her Daughter and Daryl and His Dog. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. You it's, would only be stupid if you watched a bunch of episodes, like if you watched three episodes of it that were good, and then you said, 
it's back forever. Because honestly, every season it has at least Which one good episode, it's, and maybe as many as three good episodes. I but, think it had a four-episode really good run. This episode, I didn't watch last week's episode because I didn't have time. I think I'm going to go back and watch it and just see where it's going. Because I think I think what they've done is they stumbled everything that I liked about those four, first four episodes by getting rid of Rick and getting rid of Maggie without any mention. Like this episode, their explanation was, oh yeah, Maggie just left and she's living with Georgie now. You guys ever had a friend Georgie? who like... Uh is clearly in a cult, but just won't admit that they're uh-huh. in a cult. Like, what do you say? Have you ever had that? a friend who's in several cults <laughs> and doesn't know how they're conflicting? I think, I think I'm ready. Next Did, week, I'm going to watch it. You're going to ascend? One, I'm just one more to see. <laughs> I think, I'm going to put think on I'm my about, white robe. Yeah. I think I'm about to bounce back and out because it's not, I think they've lost it. Are they, they're civil enough that there's now a metal band called Stradivarius who is a regular on the show? No, it's, uh... <laughs> Wait, yes. the metal band is a regular? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. in the opening credit. I know there's zombies, yeah, no, but here's Stradivarius. Man, just that like, would be so metal if yeah. oh, Roswell used to do. And like, the host of that week's episode comes out, and yeah. ladies and gentlemen, Stradivarius. My moment of the week is, uh, there's this guy who he collects old instruments, and that's his thing for the apocalypse, and there's a Stradivarius violin that he is just trying to, like, fawn over because they don't trust him to like have stuff at night so like he, Michonne sees him he's like turn around and she just sh- sh- like slices the Stradivarius I have to say that's so fucking upsetting it is upsetting but the best part that is really like he can't have I it mean, it was in mint condition that instrument is hundreds of years old oh, and yeah. is the height of craftsmanship like that's so selfish to break it well like she doesn't he turns around and she like slices as like a defense mechanism I think but it cuts away when she slices and you just hear him go no oh can you imagine, the, like, the, if the four of us were in the zombie apocalypse, like, for 12 years, we'd still be learning how to, like, open cans of food. Yeah. But then we found out that there was a job of just, like, procuring Funko dolls. Like, <laughs> what? Nobody told us, like, that we could be doing this for the society. I travel the land, finding the last Funko. <laughs> Uh, the Walking Dead is on Sunday nights on the AMC. Your next show this week is Sabrina. This week on The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Sabrina goes to school and meets a friend in Nick Scratch. Father Blackwood gives Sabrina a puzzle box to test her, but it's also apparently behind Sabrina getting witch-hazed. But she enlists some ghost children to haze everyone else back and sort of commit a ghost hanging. Meanwhile, Ambrose goes on an astral date with Luke in a coffee shop, being watched by magic birds. Gentle Taste Buds, I ask you this. Would you watch a dating show that's just people astral projecting into uh, coffee shops and having to leave Hell before yeah. they get attacked by magic birds? <laughs> Hell yeah. So if they the, were Ambrose. The Bachelor meets Fear Factor? <laughs> see, Fuck I, yeah. See, I was thinking it's like uh, Next meets like the Magic Castle magicians. <laughs> if they were dangerous? Yeah. Like, and then at the end of every episode, they say, I have to give you my Am Rose. Uh, Am no. Rose. Oh, no. Well, let me ask you this, Taylor, then. If you, if you reacted like that. Um, do you think that because Ambrose is tied to the house because of a punishment, is he the most grounded character that we have in the show? I'm I'm upset that I made that index joke earlier because I feel like you I brought this door. upon yourself. Yeah, but his what? was good because he played it down. Oh, it, fuck you! It, it, how dare you? It's how cra- dare you? Luke is also a warlock. Can't Ambrose be like you know how there's crazy magic shit and using magic is actually a fucking curse and not great? I have to leave because there's those birds. Like, it's so weird to play. Wait. He's not a normal human. Wait, is his name Luke? That's what you said? Yeah. Uh, I love Luke's reaction Luke, because this the is warlock. every first date is Luke is like, 
hey, man, I thought that we were going to get to know each other, not you just sit down and start spouting out your own bullshit all over yeah. the place. This is not a conversation, Ambrose. I think what it is is he doesn't want to admit that he's on house arrest for, I think, trying to blow up the Vatican. Uh-huh. So I don't think he's told Luke that that's a situation. But also, he went in knowing he had 20 minutes. That's not a good first date. But like Luke is like, uh, what's your favorite cereal? You know, like what's, He asked something like, mm-hmm. what's, your, what's the worst thing you've ever done? Typical first date questions. Yeah. Ambrose just sits down and he's like, I got 10 minutes. Here's all the things I'm going through right now. I, I also like that they have just this place that I think is going to become the Pops Diner of Sabrina. Sure. Which it's a pretty is just, cool coffee shop. It, yeah, it's a coffee shop slash bookstore that is like also a comic store and like run by a vampire. What? So, well, he's like, yeah, that's his character, right? He was like a old like weather guy. He's like the he's like their version of. Uh, Did I miss part of that episode? I think they mentioned we it. We saw a vampire it, guy. It, it's the it's basically the exact same thing too because in pops it's chocolate, and then with this episode where we got references to Hawthorns and Putnams, that is just like chocolate. Like so, it it all it all does make sense. I'm gonna let us all sit in that for just a moment. I have a question. Do you are you guys buying? Prudence as a bad guy in a, in a show that has Satan mm-hmm. and uh, Principal what, Darkness. Blackthorn? Yes, the in kind of asshole as schedule. Are you guys scared of Prudence? I I think she is a. I'm not scared of her. I think she. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sit up all night thinking about her coming into my room. Uh, I think she's a good villain in the way that Cheryl was a villain season one of Riverdale. Where yeah. oh, like, she's going to become part of the team. I think by by season two, she's absolutely going to They've be. They've already just teamed like, up. Yeah, yeah. Like I get why Sabrina is scared of her. Yeah, she's like the mean girl, but like she has a heart of gold, and we're going to find that out. Mm, I don't know about that. One of the problems. No, that- she's a witch. She has a literal heart of gold. A spell went wrong. <laughs> A spell went wrong. That feels like also, a spell went there right. there are a bunch of witches. Sabrina's shit's getting stolen all episode. You're witches. Magic lock your shit up or something. Don't yeah. just be like, these people who hate me surely won't fuck with me all the time. Um, one of the issues that a lot of people have with the show is Sabrina's lack of agency, mm-hmm. which I, I didn't really understand until this episode where she is bullied by Prudence. This is like the halfway point of this episode because then she has to go out and destroy Prudence. Yeah. But she gets put in this room, this very scary room. And I understand it seems very scary because the lights go out and sounds happen. Uh, but then she gets saved, not by Sabrina, but by her cat, her familiar, which right. we already know at this point, if you bring a familiar to school, you're a fucking nerderlinger. You're a nerderlinger. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, Are, I do you guys have problems with Sabrina's agency in the show? A little bit. Like It feels like they're doing all of the things to give her the lines that seem like she has agency, yeah. but all of the actual things are taken away from her. And I don't and know if that is a thing that the show is intentionally she's doing. busy enough, so she'll like make a plan and be like, oh, I can't do that. And then Roz and Suze are like, then we'll take the torch from here. So they actually make the next club. Yeah, right. she's an idea person, I feel but like, she's not executing. You know like that thing that about Raiders, like of the Lost Art, not Oakland? Like where <laughs> if he was, if Harrison Ford was just not in the movie, everything would have happened the same. Uh-huh. I'm starting to get that feeling about Raider this Nation. show too. Yeah. If but, Harrison Ford was not in the show. But I do wonder, like, because there seems to be this thing where they have, like the, the Dark Lord has some overarching plot uh, that is like pushing her along. I'm wondering if the show is trying to do that intentionally where she doesn't have a choice. It's sort of a tragic thing where like this is just her end she's always headed that way and no matter how much she struggles like this is where she's going has has the show explained why the demon lady is there when blackthorn and hilda and zelda were already doing the job of getting sabrina on board 
Now there's this other oh, person with her own agenda yeah. to do the same the thing. The one thing I know about the devil is he loves seven middle managers. He just yeah. like sends a bunch of people I out to do He loves stuff. chaos, so he's <laughs> yeah. like, now fight with each other too. I think she does sort of explain at the very end of the show, but that's not helpful when you're watching the show. Because <laughs> the entire time I watched it, I was like, why is oh, this Oh, you don't mean here? this episode. You mean the season. The season. They explain it at the end of the season why she is here. And it's not really an explanation. So why has Hilda stayed with Zelda? <laughs> Zelda is a fucking bitch. Yeah, it's not good. We find me. out Zelda was the Prudence and that Hilda was the Sabrina, except that they're sisters and yeah. she killed her. Yeah. Straight up kills her Terrible multiple sister. times. Well, the point of this episode over anything, because whatever Sabrina was doing, that all was just going to happen. Uh-huh. And I'm not even talking about lack of agency. We all knew she was going to figure out that puzzle, right? Like, yeah. nobody yeah. was concerned with that. But the whole point of this episode was for. Zelda, uh-huh. th- that's the evil one, uh-huh. to, to finally get a little bit of nuance other than, oh, I'm just conservative. I hate everything. Yeah, it's, uh, I still enjoy the show. I like it a lot. How are you guys feeling so far? Like, Are you hitting that Netflix show slump? I actually am not. I actually mm-hmm. am glad that the first couple of episodes are out of our way. Yeah, it started weak. Yeah, and it just picked up speed, and and, and I, usually it's the valley in the middle, mm-hmm. not the valley in the beginning. Yeah, start with the valley, and then just <laughs> climb, uh, and then like even the the Harvey Susie Roz subplot was enjoyable to watch, even though they did the wrong thing all of the time. Oh yeah, Roz was like, oh your uncle's and your uncle needs something. I'm gonna come with you. Oh, he scares me. I've never met him. I'm gonna pull you out. The dude's ringing a bell because he needs water or something. They just never take care of the invalid. But it's yeah. important to note, and I'm not gonna mention the uncle's name because we haven't done moment of the week yet. But it's important to note that uh, they added that crazy ghost person to make them interesting. They still remain uninteresting. Uh-huh. Those three, I do not give a fuck about. I could see that at this point. Moment of the week. Uh, there's a there's a character named Uncle Jesse. Yeah, mercy. <laughs> Uh, Greg, Greg, moment of the week? Or did no, you I, ga- you didn't I gave it? up on this show. Okay, cool. Mike, what moment of the week? Uh, the little ghost boy, Quentin, because of fucking of course, course. Uh, wakes Sabrina up and he goes, don't show them you're scared or they'll kill you. And her response, she goes, wait, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's done the most real person's that's reaction. That's probably not true. <laughs> huh? And he doesn't explain anything, but her just like, that's the most emotion we've seen from this character. <laughs> huh? Uh, my moment of the week was when uh, Hilda goes to talk to the little ghost children. She's like, what do you want? And they're like, revenge. And they fuck these little ghost children go and like almost strangle some people. Oh, yeah. That was fucking awesome. Oh, that, yeah. That was dope. That's the best part about the show. Or one of the best parts is that it's both kinds of scary. When they turn out the lights and sounds happen, that's one type of scary. <laughs> right. But then also watching 12 children like sort of just love to watch people hang blood. from trees. Yeah. Also scary. <laughs> Uh, Sabrina's on Netflix all the time, but we're watching it week by week, so please join us as we watch it next week. And please have mercy. And please have mercy. Uh, that We are going to take a quick break, and then we will be back with the rest of the shows that we watched this week. Now we're back with the rest of the shows. Starting off is The Flash. Starting off the second part. Flash, he moved in the second part, starting it. Smooth! <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> this week on The Flash, Caitlin, Barry, and Cisco learned something new about Caitlin's father. What? And Iris and Sherlock, who's a character, follow a clue about Cicada. The best part was when they were like, oh, we need that dirt on Cicada. And Sherlock's like, I've heard about this Twitter. And he's like, my favorite tweets are from at your pop filter. Look how delightful in pop culture they are. And she's like, Sherlock, that has nothing to do with Cicada. He's like, Cicada's boring. I don't care if he was fucking Oz Striker in the American Pie series. Did he say what, like, any particular day? Of the Twitter that he liked? Wednesday. Wednesday's <laughs> his favorite. Every other day is a little too Taylor-focused. 
Uh, but Wednesday seems to be like tapped into the news. You think that Cicada hates Flash the most, but it's actually Taylor he hates the most. Mm-hmm. Dang, I don't blame they him. They never tweet about Cicada, and that really <laughs> bugs Cicada. Uh, the Flash is on Tuesday nights on the CW. Your next show this week is Black Lightning. This week on the Black Lightning, <laughs> the audience gets some unwelcome good news when we learn Gamby is alive. Fuck! God damn it. But at least he has busted out those strong daddy arms and torture techniques. South Freeland is more fucked up than the south side of Riverdale, as things are going full-on race war out there. Lynn is sad race she- war! <laughs> race war! Lynn is sad that she killed all those kids. Khalil is sad that his only friend is the guy that paralyzed him. And Jefferson... <laughs> <laughs> that is right. And Jefferson is sad that all the angry white people of South Freeland also seem to be super fast and super strong. Gentlemen, I ask you this. Are you ready for a race war on the CW? Race, race war! <laughs> Okay. Yeah, which is not something we should be running around the street screaming at the top of no. our lungs. Whoa, no, uh, you don't think that the uh, hit uh, uh, event God from Holly? the Fast and Furious yeah, franchise, Race Wars, it's mostly is a bad thing to around and yell about? How close was Fast and Furious to being called Race War? I think it was number one on the yeah. like I have one note before we <laughs> go to print with these posters. The <laughs> fucking PA was like, wait, <laughs> do you guys know what you're on. doing? I assume that's what you're talking about when you talk about a race war, is that Iggy Azalea shows up and they do like drag racing in the desert. Exactly. That That's what it is. All the white people drive one type of car. Uh, <laughs> and it's like this, right? It, yeah, they drive yeah. it like this. Yeah. They all drive like... <laughs> and um, that's all I'm going to do from that bit. Uh, so Find the special to get the rest. In South Freeland, which is like, I guess, a very different place than just regular old Freeland, there is this weird meta who can control people by putting like a silvery liquid in them her name is looker in them in them yeah and so then they she enhances them and she controls them and i guess also she's racist so she only does it to (laughs) white people and she doesn't or maybe there's like a thing where it only works on white people wait does this explain all of the racism in our country right now yeah it's it's all because of looker or the fake news as i like to call it (laughs) uh but and but it's they really do have these scenes where it's all white people like fighting against all black people and they're like we're never going to mix and it's just like even <laughs> even though just like Capri Sun and every other beverage <laughs> even though like there's the reason which is that, that this meta has the thing it's kind of uncomfortable to like to have this like apartheid-esque subplot on a show which does deal with like real social issues but I don't know. It, it's but just, isn't like Supergirl good about it? Like not at no. that level. Yeah, and, and so I don't know. I, maybe they'll pull it off. They've already introduced mm. that the white people are called Sanjay, and they haven't said why. But the white people in this in this town are called Sanjay, and the black folk are called like uh, what is it, Purdy? So I think they've introduced that P E R D I. I think they've introduced that so that they can use those terms, and the audience will know what they're talking Mouse about. Slayers. Yeah, but I like as like a middle aged white person. I'm watching this. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. Not all Sanjay's. <laughs> I'm not, it's not that. It's more like I don't know if they're do. Are they being subtle enough? I Stop putting the hashtags after your like your mantra or whatever. I don't want to be found on the internet. <laughs> but then that's the perfect. Place I can't search me hashtag. But uh, also, guys, sorry, but yeah, Gamby, Gamby's not dead. Everyone. Oh Jesus. But he uh, did like cut off some dude's fingers to get information out of him. Okay, you did know what? He Gamby's lose any limbs? Gamby, I'm okay with Gamby. Now. Gamby is bad daddy. Oh man! <laughs> I, listen, I love torture daddy. 
Yeah, he he no longer wears sleeves. <laughs> I feel like I've come out pro torture on the show before and got a lot of shit for it. This is well, poor yeah, that's because you're not me. This is fun torture though. Yeah, it's it's daddy torture. <laughs> daddy torture is fine. Just threatening you with a belt. Yeah. <laughs> Until your fingers come off. If you can whack off a finger with a belt, mm, if daddy can okay. whack off anything, <laughs> I love it. Greg, do you have a moment of the week so we can get out of this bit? Uh, there is, there's been like a pregnant woman on the show for a couple of weeks, and oh no. she had uh, one baby, and uh, it, she is a person of color. The baby was a, a baby of color, very cute. Uh, and then, uh, but they're like, oh, oh, hang on, there's a second baby in here. And the second baby comes out, and that baby is white. And then they show the babies, and the babies are holding hands. And it's like at the beginning of this race war plot line, they're going to show you a black baby and a white baby like holding hands and loving each other. I, you guys, I think this show might be spinning out of control like really fast. I think the next few weeks might be like a fever dream. Here's, here's the thing is you said that, and that's crazier than my idea, which was that she, the second baby was more of that silver liquid, and it was the silver <laughs> surfer that she gave birth to. Black Lightning is on Monday nights on the CW. Your next show this week is CW's Arrow. This week on Arrow, a guard has been murdered at Slabside, and Ollie's wormy little friend is thrown in the hole for it. Meanwhile, Laurel's doing her darndest to lawyer Ollie out of prison, despite him telling her she's a goddamn piece of shit. (laughs) Felicity enlists Anatoly to help her and Argus catch Diaz, which they do. Taste buds, I ask you this. Other than giving the main storylines room to breathe, what are the flash forwards doing here? That's a good question, Michael. Thank you, Rhinel. If the flash forwards are like Diaz did bad stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the 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 city's over because Diaz won. May, uh, they haven't said why the city's over. I think that's it. I think that he said the city is closed. City for go business. boom. <laughs> uh, and now we're watching them trying to stop Diaz. Uh huh. So if they stop Diaz, that's cool. But then that means the flash forwards don't, don't exist. Matter. Or but, they don't stop Diaz, and therefore the flash presents don't exist. This is the third future we've seen in uh, Arrowverse, uh-huh. and none of them really line up, and I don't know if that matters. Like, DC Comics, do whatever the fuck you want, <laughs> or if they're trying to tell a story, because the the way the characters are talking, these Dinah and Roy, at some point, are very close to William and Wild Dog's daughter, who are also buddies as kids, and none of these characters have ever interacted at all. <laughs> so a lot of stuff universe. is going to go down. So How far in the future are the flash forwards? Uh, I think like 18 years. Okay. Cause, 18 years? Because, uh, what's his name? Arsenal? <laughs> yeah. Is even fatter. He's a little fatter, he, but... No, like, he does not parkour no more. And, <laughs> and there's sprinkles of gray. There's, there's sprinkles of gray. Uh, William and Wild Dog's daughter are both like 12, and they're like 30 and 28 in... So their ages get different as they get older. Sure. That's <laughs> how I think age that does happen. Yeah, one, of, one of them runs a bit faster everywhere he goes. Uh-huh. But uh, that being said, I'm more interested in these flash whatevers. Every episode of, or every season mm-hmm. of Arrow has their flash whatevers than right. any other season of The Flash. Even when like he was in Russia Land, and it seemed like it did apply to the plot, these are better than ever, right? Oh, the flash forwards are better than any flashbacks we've ever gotten. Yes. I thought you were talking about the other show, The Flash, and I got very <laughs> confused. Yeah. We need different terminology, but you're saying these are more interesting at least. Yeah, because yeah, they're giving us a riddle instead of, oh, that's how he got that skill. Because that's what they'd be like, and then he got taught this jump kick by this person who you recognize from the comics. <laughs> you brought up uh, D.A. Laurel, uh-huh. District Attorney Laurel, uh-huh. who, like, over a weekend, went from villain to district attorney of the city. 
this is the best part of the show now. Yeah, oh, this she is. is I'm ready for a spinoff now. And I, like, we've talked at length about how Laurel is the worst part of the show. Mm-hmm. Get rid of for her. For years. Or maybe do something different. And, and they, they did. did. They did it. And she's bringing better out in Felicity. And I like that the, the world is reacting how we reacted is Wild Dog walks up. He's like, you two friends now? And then. <laughs> or Ollie. Like, Ollie did call her a piece of shit multiple yeah, times, so which is times. rude. But also, Ollie's thing of like, what, you think you could just lawyer now? And he's Ollie's being an asshole. But it is a good question. Yeah. You can't just lawyer now. You were now. like a second tier henchman before you became the DA, which as I don't have a lot of legal knowledge. You're supposed to lawyer for a while because. For your head lawyer of the city. But don't you think in real life that if you hand somebody who is going to hire you as DA and the resume just says on it, second tier henchman, you get the job automatically? You got the job. Yeah, that's hey, just I know I was dead. Now I have none of the skills, but give me that head job that I never had it when I was alive. Comic I'll book shows. T- I'll take one of those head jobs too. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, guys. I'm Greg. Hey! Mike, what's your moment of the Greg? Uh, my uh, moment of the Greg is probably that one. Do we. Should we start talking about who we think this new arrow is? Is is it stupid? Am I a dumb butthole to think it's Roy? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that you might be a dumb butthole because it's obviously speedy. Look at how tall the new arrow is. Very short. And Thea Holland said, I want off the show. But what she can do is come back for one 10-minute segment because later. Because stunt actors doing all this stuff? Yes. You Why would it be it's speedy? It's not Thea Holland there because she came back to save her brother. Jesus Christ, how do I have to explain this but to this, you? But this arrow seems to have their own agenda, and they're hunting a new list that has kind of nothing. They're not trying to save Ollie. They're doing their own thing. That's well. That's sort of what Speedy's all about. I am putting $100 on Speedy, and I'm putting $0 on fucking Roy Harper. Goddamn okay. idiot. I'm going to put uh, $50 on Roy Harper and 50 on William from the Future. Oh, time-traveling arrow time guy. Time-traveling arrow guy, which is uh-huh. what they wanted to call it. The him. worst part about William, though, is that he comes up with superhero names like time-traveling arrow guy. Yeah, he's not like, good. They're like, yeah, is, we shouldn't uh, have sent dude. him to boarding school. He should have grown up in the fucking cuts. Did you say a boarding school? A boarding school. Learn how to give aborts? Yeah. Uh, Do you guys yeah. have moments of the week? <laughs> Ryan? Uh, my moment of the week is uh, Anatoly seems very scared. And uh, we don't know why until he explains. Like, no, I can't go against that guy. He's just like, uh, he killed all of my brothers. <laughs> like, all of them. I had, I had so many brothers, and this guy just killed all of my brothers. All of my brothers. All of my brothers. And then he calls Hello. Felicity racist for saying, is that vodka? <laughs> and it's always great. But it and was vodka, though. It was vodka. It, it was, was absolutely vodka. vodka. Uh, I have a tie, and it's, it's uh, Wild Dog in his uh, roast of Felicity Laurel being friends. He later narcs on them. He goes... Felicity and Laurel are the ones that tortured her, though. <laughs> like, nobody asked, but he just would, like... Oh, how wild of you, <laughs> wild dog, to shout that out. And then Curtis is, everybody's been on their own mission, and if they had all shared information, could have caught Diaz earlier. And Curtis is like, what if we all picked up the phone every fucking once in a while? And also, you all missed my birthday last week. <laughs> and it's the first Mr. Terrific joke that made me laugh in years. Uh, Arrow is on Wednesday nights on CW. Your next show this week is Legends of Tomorrow. It's Thanksgiving on Legends of Tomorrow, and shit gets crazy. In this single episode, the gang goes back in time to fight a monster in Japan and help create Godzilla. The Haywoods have Thanksgiving dinner. Mick continues writing his novel about a three-breasted warrior. Charlie acclimates the team. The gang fights a chupacabra and Baba Yaga. Ray gets Nora out of a Ren fair. Constantine gets back to normal. Mona's on the team now. Nora turns herself in, and Biff is probably the bad guy. (laughs) Taste buds, I ask you this. Did we see Legends hit its buckling weight after several weeks in a row of the more the better? Because, but the more the better used to be craziness. This is 
plot. So that is different. That's a lot of more. Did this feel like a little dip? Like a tiny uh, ramekin of ranch? Only from like the very, very elite status it had, it had been enjoying. But I think there was a lot to like about this episode. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the same slam dunk, obvious, like best show that we watch in the week. But it was still very good. It gave itself a lot to digest. Among other things, it tries to deal with the role Godzilla played in helping the Japanese cope with being bombed twice <laughs> by atomic weapons. And I just don't know that this is a good show to do that in. You know, to have this guy be like, uh, I thought of the idea for this monster as the ashes fell around me in Hiroshima. The ashes like were choking me and I realized these are people. The people are in my mouth. The people are in my lungs. I had nothing left. And the only thing that got me out of this darkness was thinking of this monster. And it's like, okay, we're having a lot of fun here. Now and then Mick was like, a squid. <laughs> good story. Yeah, I got a fart. <laughs> when I wrote a story, it had a warrior with three breasts. And he, Mick fucks his own creation. Yes, yep. he does. Yes, that, he does. That's, that's weird, right, guys? No. No, okay. Oh, oh, sorry. Was that just for them? Or? That was for anybody. Okay. Is it weird to create a character that you, as the author, are sexually attracted? Paul Dano made a movie about that. There was yeah. no Mike until I wrote that short story. That's true. And every once the in a while, I, I think about what would it be like if I own him. I I'm allowed that hard. <laughs> yeah. The thing, like going back to last week, which I think is one, like top five Legends episodes of all time. The the camping camp one. Um, <laughs> that was few concepts and then they threw all right. of their great ideas yeah. and this was like nine concepts and so we don't have time for that like that writer's room that we're now admiring after seasons <laughs> of saying like who are these morons uh to like throw all of their crazy concepts at yeah because what we're dealing with is uh half the legends team going back to the 50s to deal with this not godzilla uh who's about to destroy tokyo we have nate nava at the haywoods thanksgiving uh, and nobody's told Nate's mom just how to plan because they say every year it takes her eight hours, have one conversation, then she can cook a turkey on time. Uh, <laughs> and then Gary is re- uh, trying to date Mona and Mona dealing I with mean, all these, <laughs> these weirdly heavily sedated monsters, which I don't know if they're talking about like how prison should work, but I don't think you should pump them full of drugs. <laughs> the uh, the other half, the non Japanese half of this episode, may I like I never realized that. The reason that Thanksgiving is so full of terrible relatives is because they are that hungry. That's why yeah. Thanksgiving dinner moves earlier, a half an hour every year. And Nate has that revelation. He's like, wait, I've seen monsters like this before. My shitty cousins and aunts. It's innate to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, because his oh. name's Nate. His name is Nate. And then the other plot we got was the Renaissance Fair, uh, where he gets Nora. I was trying to rhyme it up. Did I do it? <laughs> Where Ray's a badass and snaps a phone in half with his bare hands. Okay. Uh, they're like, all right, we have not been able to find Nora. And uh, then, who is it? Sarah Lance is like, oh, I got an idea. Hey, computer, find Nora. <laughs> yeah. And computer's like, she's right here. And he's like, thank you. They should never lose anybody. Yeah, Which is, just- it's like uh, talking to your parents about YouTube. Like, they have so many questions. Guys, look on YouTube. You have your own <laughs> time ship worth is, of stuff is there any chance that we could start a segment on this show called um how pretty is sarah lance yeah when they when they have her uh like her hair done for the being the 50s like movie producer or whatever man she's so pretty this was the first episode i ever watched with my girlfriend uh-huh Slash wife. <laughs> and she had heard you, so much. You watched it with both, both of them. them. <laughs> <That's> Old. <laughs> she had 
she had heard so much about it because we, as a foursome, do not stop talking about Bebo. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't watch any of these shows with me, but she was like, all right, I'll watch this one. This one seems cool. And I would say I was bummed because I needed more legends in this episode. Yeah. But her one comment was, what do you think about that? Do you think Sarah Lance is pretty? <laughs> and, because she thought she was gorgeous. Yeah, she's Tell so her to pretty. Watch season two episode where they go back to that hospital in the 50s and she dresses like a nurse and meets that other nurse because that's they, <laughs> they do a lot there too i do think like when they do dress up i love it on the show yeah. i don't know why like I'm, I'm just excited about the outfits and they all just look fun you know i think that the costumers and the makeup people and the hair people also have fun with it because they yeah. really that's a way in which the show really delivers but she's like so perfect she's so period perfect in this which, yeah as far as i know yeah and it really plays up how how pretty she is. And I don't mean it in a weird way. She just looks so pretty, you guys. Zara has it too. I think that yes. Zara has yeah. that dress and that like I that think perfect her 40s hair. hair. Yeah. Her hair is perfect every time they do anything. Uh, she's my favorite hair legend. Mick, but, great hair. Mick looked like a laundry golem. <laughs> <laughs> his shirt wasn't tucked in. His jacket was huge. He was he wore gloves all the time. You cannot just walk in somewhere <laughs> if you're wearing black gloves all the time. He only belongs in 2018 or 1800s like London Street Thug. <laughs> like his but face doesn't belong in a lot of you know how like, it? Paris Hilton has that face that is just 2005 uh-huh. you know like but Sarah Lance Katie Lotz uh-huh. might have that face that like no matter it's time like For whatever sure. you know era they're in going back to Zari and she does have great hair she keeps saying what a great <laughs> writer Mick is and but then we get to see lines of his books and she's from the future and she was like a video gamer nobody's put up maybe she's never read a book because the writing is not great you know another show that does this is new girl they have Mm -hmm. that character nick write a book and everyone always says it's amazing and it makes him famous and then anytime they read a passage no notes it's no notes notes. and they read passage from it and it's so absurd and i feel like shows make that mistake they want to have it both ways where in universe it is actually a good work of art but they also want to make fun so there's of no the writing, good writing style. In this universe. Another <laughs> thing like that is uh, one of the worst, and I've seen a lot of TV, one of the worst TV shows I've ever seen is uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. And they were uh, allegedly a good <laughs> skit show, but had some of the worst skits in the history of skits. Okay, he had a great Nicolas Cage. He had Gr- great. The guy who was also on Big Bang Theory, he was the, he's so good. I don't know what we're talking about. Big Bang himself? Big Bang. Oh, Mr. Big Bang. I love Mr. Big uh, Bang. Winky or Stinky? Young Sheldon. Uh, Biff straight up said a Biff quote. But no, fucked up the Biff quote. He fucked up yeah, the Biff said, quote because he said I'm going right. to make like a tree and leave. And then why? Nick says, is, like, that's yeah, not how it works. He enough, did it wrong. Guess, yeah. Yeah. Why would they do that? Because it had it was... Why not do that his first They episode. like having fun. Legends, it's fun to have fun. At this point, you Legend's biggest issues yeah. is hedging bets. You know, we talked about this last week when we talked about how uh, Sarah and Ava were watching the camp movie. Mm-hmm. So we all know that this is going to be a camp thing. This is that but same thing. Shouldn't you do that the first episode he shows up, not four in? It, it was weirdly timed. If you're going to do it, that's w- right when he walks in, he goes, but this episode, time to leave your tree. This episode also happened to be about time travel. That's true. Wait, so has, aren't they all? Wait. It has that similarity. <laughs> you, you Isn't it fun to watch movie? Mike figure things out? <laughs> uh, do you guys have moments of the week? Uh, I do, and uh, it's probably the hack one, but uh, they managed to shrink the monster down, and then um, Mick's character comes out of his book alive, and they have a fight on the set of this Godzilla movie in the city, and it's an actual like kaiju fight, mm-hmm. and I know that that's the most obvious thing to do, but it was still cool, and I still liked it. And I didn't 
see it coming. Like I was oh, so yeah? desperate for Legendsy stuff at that point that I was like, "Yeah, we're doing it." Also, that octopus looked good. Like Legend, yeah. I, I've been impressed with the CGI in the show before, but this was one of like the best examples of them like really punching above their weight. And they did the perfect thing, and it was sort of video gamey, but I, I didn't mind. Like this is not a knock of putting the vast majority of the squid monster behind yes. a building, yeah. and then have one tentacle yeah. that they had to beat. So it felt like a video game or like you were on a Universal Studios tour. <laughs> like we only see what we need to see. Uh, my moment of the week is right after Greg's, which is uh, three of the uh, three members of the team stand there and they know that Mick is about to fuck, like have intercourse with one of his characters and they leave eventually. <laughs> but like they stand there for a good with 30 seconds. Noises. Charlie stands. She wants to stand there for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. But the other two, they stand there and they watch them wreck stuff. I uh, think you watch your friend. Fuck a little bit. A little. You probably I mean, don't yeah, say it the whole time, but I set my phone up. I run away, but I set my phone up to videotape it all. <laughs> uh, my moment of the week is just a little after Ryan's. Is once Mick is done fucking, uh, <laughs> he talks to the director of walking out like zipping up his yeah, pants, yeah, zipping up everything, uh, and he says uh, they're talking about the 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 writing and the creative process. And Mick was like, "I was thinking of a fourth boob," and the guy looks <laughs> like he's like, "How do I say?" It? He's like three. Is plenty. Like, you're doing just fine with three. <laughs> you're doing just. It was so good. Is this the first time that moments of the week were bang bang bang, all chronological <laughs> yeah. like that? We three, just, made, we just, just made three a, in a row, like boobs. <laughs> like yeah. boobs should be. We made a human centipede moment of the week. That is Legends of Tomorrow. It is on Tuesday nights on the CW. Monday. Yeah, it's close enough. You can watch it on Tuesday though if you DVR it. That's yeah. That's what I do, guys. T- Tuesday is the Monday of Mondays. Is that two behind the scenes? Two BTS to say pe- <laughs> to tell people when I watch the show. Is two BTS the name of our boy band? <laughs> Uh, if you like this show, then it was brought to you by yourpopfilter.com, the show that uh, Supergirl loves. If you <laughs> want to help that website out, you should go to yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon and buy all your Amazon things through there. And it uh, doesn't cost you anymore, but it helps us out a little bit. And we really appreciate it. If you like videos, you should go to youtube.com and you should search for your pop filter. Uh, Mr. Greg here, he does some really great videos and they're a lot hey, of fun. Thanks. And I enjoy watching them and they're fun and I are, like them. Are we seriously calling him Mr. Greg now? Yeah, I would Mr. prefer Greg. it. Like he's yeah. some sort of Lansdowne friend school teacher. Greg is my dad's name. Please call me Mr. Greg. Uh, they call me Mr. Greg. <laughs> I know that from the Lion King. Your and uh, finally, if you want to contact us, if you want to be like uh, Mr. Brian Tall from earlier in the show, you should contact us at contact at yourpopfilter.com as an email, or you can call us at one five six two drdjpop. That's one five six two doctor dj pop. He's a little robot associate, and he takes our phone messages for us. One of his hands is a bowl of snow. And his other hand is a slightly smaller bowl of snow. <laughs> and his his legs a <laughs> snow of bowls. All right, and the, it's <laughs> so I guess you guys aren't gonna try. That's, that's, o- that's always a good bit. <laughs> fine, yeah, and and then they go to the snowball and play football. Uh, that's it. It's not that's, a football game. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you right in your fucking <laughs> face. I will fucking murder you. I will put you in the ground where no one can find you. Don't say a fucking thing. Okay. All right, that's it for the show. We've had a good time here at Superhero Hour. Our next Clearly. week, we're going to be talking about Arrow. Uh, for Ryan, I'm Taylor. For Taylor, I'm Greg. For Greg, Mike's fucking dead to me, and I hope he never comes back. That's it, and we are the world, and we love you. Bye.